0: Welcome to TV I Say with Ashley Ray, your go-to podcast for discovering what to watch on TV and getting you closer to the TV shows you love. I'm Ashley Ray, a comedian, writer, and former TV critic, and each week my friends, fellow comedians, actors, writers will drop by to dive into the best TV shows we're all talking about right now. All right, let's get into it.
1: Hello there, it's Jamila Jamel. Are you by any chance listening to this podcast promo while out on a walk? If so, good for you. That's going to make both your mind and your body feel better. On my podcast, I Weigh, this month, we're going to be exploring mental health and talking to amazing guests about other things that you can do to make yourself feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Heaven Nagatu, welcome to TV Club. You know Heaven from Another Round, one of my favorite podcasts. She's written for Dezu Samero. The late show is Stephen Colbert. She's a producer, podcaster, just all around amazing person who knows the culture. So I am so glad you could join me today. Welcome to TV Club.
2: Hello. Oh my God. Thank you for that generous introduction. I'm so uh- excited to be here.
0: I am really excited for this episode. We have some big TV news to get into. I mean, first of all, the actor strike is over. Uh, yes. Right now, it's over. Finally, we did it. <laughs> we did it. Uh, maybe not me so much personally. I mean, I was, I was, I was out there. I was on the picket line. I was handing out water. But the NEDCOM oh, yeah. team, the negotiating committee, they really did it.
2: Yes, yeah, salute, salute.
0: Right now, SAG is voting on the proposal and there is still some pushback. There are people who aren't happy with this deal uh, because there really aren't the protections for AI that they wanted. And we're seeing already that studios are announcing they're partnering with AI companies and Edith Piaf movie was just announced where she's going to be entirely AI. So clearly actors have a reason to be worried. How do you feel about this?
2: I'm not fully caught up. Uh, There's an informational meeting that's happening that I was going to catch. I think it was already recorded on Zoom, so I'm going to catch that. But I'm a little nervous, to be honest, because we're already like, we're back to work. And then we're like, wait, we didn't ratify. We didn't vote.
0: We (laughs) should make sure
2: everything's good.
0: Yeah. And I think uh, SAG was like, yeah, we'll do this Zoom informational thing. It'll just be like an hour for any questions. And it ended up going for like three hours. And I think there were like a thousand questions. (laughs) Good, good. Press them. Yeah. And, you know, I do hope that membership pushes back. But at the same time, I think people are really afraid of going back to step one, having -hmm. to start all over, maybe not getting some of the other gains we see in this deal for background actors. But I just think the whole Hollywood AI thing is scary. I think writers got some protections and it's still not enough.
2: I'm nervous. I'm really nervous.
0: Yeah, I just... We'll see, I guess. But uh, that's, I guess, why we go through these deals and negotiations every three years so we can try to fix things three years from now when we realize that, (laughs) oops, actually all the studios are just going to use AI (laughs) now. But right now the strikes are over. The actors are back to promoting. It was, I I think one of them, uh, Sydney Sweeney, she truly had a flight to Australia to reshoot things for uh, her movie that's coming out. It's like that rom-com that looks weird. Oh, and, I didn't
2: realize that. Reshoot? Oh, Lord. Oh, and it's supposed to, yeah.
0: oh, yeah. And it's supposed to come out in like a few weeks. And the day after the strike announcement, they had her on a plane to Australia to reshoot things. And oh, I was like, they no. must have bought her ticket at like midnight the second the clock struck. <laughs> they were like, girl, get back to work.
2: Reshoots in weeks? The movie's right? coming out? Oh, that's oh, yeah, scary. Yeah,
0: that's scary. That's a little scary. But I'm still going to be there watching it because I think it's going to be really bad. So.
2: <laughs> oh I will be seated yes <laughs> oh absolutely
0: I've heard they look like brother and sister but it's like a enemies to lovers <laughs> rom-com it makes no sense and I will be there watching every second
2: <laughs> yes seated honey
0: <laughs> over on Apple TV we had the morning show finale last week
2: oh yes oh did we
0: <laughs> I need to break this down with someone because every season of the morning show you wonder what what is happening? What are they doing? But this season in particular, <laughs> I didn't think it could get more insane than sending Reese Witherspoon to space. But they did. They did. And that was we-
2: episode one.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was episode one. And you're like, what else are we going to do? And they were like, we're going to throw in January 6th. We're going to throw in an Elon Musk type and two different right. corporate takeovers. For no reason at all, we're going to have a waitress lick a table. It's
2: uh that scene oh
0: <laughs> i still have questions about that th- that scene but how did you feel about this season of the morning show
2: i love this show it's so entertaining i never know what's gonna happen <laughs> and you know the leads are leading like jennifer Aniston, she's doing what needs to be done with what she has it's like soap opera meets like aaron sorkin monologue sometimes yes
0: Absolutely. Yeah. It's the weirdest tone where sometimes they're just like, yeah, we could be a little young and the restless. And then sometimes they're like, mm -hmm. no, we are the West Wing. And the thing America cares the most about in the world is morning shows. And we need to represent (laughs) that.
2: Yeah, it does really ask you to believe that that's like the most important thing.
0: (laughs) Yes. Like every American wakes up and they're like, what's going on with... I don't even know who hosts a morning show right now. Hoda? Hoda's still doing it, I think. (laughs) I think Hoda is still... (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's just such a in that sense i'm like okay i can enjoy this it's camp it's not our reality and then all of a sudden they'll be like oh retta's here and this is absolutely our reality president biden covid and i'm just like what what are we doing the morning show i don't understand (laughs) what do you think of the finale
2: i do love that we we're done with this John ham like this elon musk guy i was like god are we like somehow making him stick around the deal doesn't the deal goes through and somehow he's he wins. But no, we got like the villain comes down. He's not going to be here any longer. I hope. Yes.
0: <laughs> and, and an interesting choice, even though we have had to see this character all season, they decide to have him destroyed completely off screen, basically. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, like, so in that final moment, we're about to see this big board vote to see if he wins. And all of a sudden, Alex just comes in and is like, I have a different idea, actually. <laughs> right. And they're all like, oh, huh, that's pretty interesting. I guess she has a different <laughs> idea. And then they flash forward two weeks later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't see the fallout. We don't see like the actual vote. We don't see if John Hamm's character tried to stop this or do anything. It's just two weeks later, everybody was like, Alex had a better deal. So we just went with that and it's all done. Right okay
2: yeah I did love how she put her purse down I have a better deal <laughs> yeah
0: she was really just like I have a deal and he was shocked because he's like what <laughs> I thought we were dating and you were gonna help me and blah, blah and she was like nope and then we just jumped forward two weeks later because I feel like the writers just didn't know what to do at that point
2: <laughs> I didn't love how ugh, their relationship first of all their chemistry were we supposed to buy that i don't know
0: i never bought it i never bought how do you have two gorgeous people like that and Mm -hmm. they have no chemistry when they're making out we got like one little (laughs) light sex scene with them and i was just like they both look like they are at the doctor (laughs) Uh,
2: but also just the way it ended like he does all these villainous things and then by the end she's still like talking to him yeah like i wish it could have like i wish we could have gone a different path and it's like he tapped your phone girl yeah why he, are you talking to him like
0: this why are you doing that he tapped your phone he made your friend quit her job because he threatened her everything he did was bad like just let it go girl you have bad taste in men alex levy
2: yes yes i can't remember who said that line but i was like "Ooh, clock her
0: yes yes <laughs> yes and then on the other side Reese Witherspoon's character Bradley throughout this season she is I don't even know so okay she's sent to January 6th to report on it <laughs> as yes. most morning show news anchors are are <laughs> yes. sent to do so she's, she's there on the
2: inside baby
0: on the inside she has her face covered she's recording things and she notices this guy who has beat a police officer uh, is her brother, and she goes through all of these things to hide the footage, hide that he was there, helps him hide, like gets him out of DC so he can avoid charges and stuff. But of course, because this footage airs on the news, the FBI is like, "Well, we want the footage." Uh, she gives them like edited footage that doesn't have her brother, mm-hmm. and they're all like, "Why give like Why not give us the whole thing?" And she, somehow. Corey, the head of the network, like, pulls some strings so the FBI just lets it go.
2: (laughs) Right, convenient.
0: (laughs) Convenient. That part also a little unclear. He's just like, I got it. Don't. And she's like, okay. But then eventually there's, like, this giant hack and someone puts together, like, he was there. Bradley helped Mm. him. And it's Bradley's girlfriend who figures this out because she's also a reporter. And she's like, this is disgusting. blah. I can't believe you did this. And Bradley is forced to quit her job because this is being used as blackmail against her, but then also her and her brother decide to give... Like, turn themselves into the FBI. This happens in the finale in like a montage with no, (laughs) no like explanation. So you're just kind of like, what what are they doing there? Are they turning themselves in? Are they being charged? What's going on?
2: Right. And they walk in solo, no lawyers, nothing. (laughs) No lawyer. Yeah.
0: They're just like, let's do this thing. Also, I don't, I never understood why she protected him in the first place when this is the brother who in previous seasons has like broken into the studio and like ruined things because he's a, an addict and all this stuff. And they just don't really have a good relationship. And then all of a sudden she's like, I will put my my whole career on the line for this.
2: You know, I actually got that part. I was like, she kept being like, he's my only family. And I was like, oh, she's True. dealing with some, lo- some loss, some grief. True. To push you to, you know, actions you wouldn't normally
0: and her mom does dies from COVID early in the season, we find out. Right. Because you know, they got to keep it topical over there.
2: <laughs> I do love that. I do love the topicalness. <laughs> I, yeah,
0: it is funny whenever they try to be like, well, that was a thing that happened in the real world. Let's just try to make it fit in the show. And it's like, yes. oh, okay.
2: <laughs> Roe v. Wade is in the mix. Love it. Love it.
0: Yep. Lo- that was a big thing for some of the season. And then by the end, everybody kind of forgot that they were doing a whole thing with Roe v. Wade. <laughs>
2: Yeah, they were really, like, hitting that beat, and then it just disappeared.
0: Yeah, because the Black news anchor, whose name I totally forget, uh, she's supposed to be, like... Yeah, she's supposed to be the new Bradley, because Bradley gets moved to Nightly News, so they bring Mm -hmm. in this girl. And she posts something about Roe v. Wade, where she's like, abort the court, and it's, for a moment, this big moment of controversy, and they're like, are we going to have to fire her? Oh, no... And then it just isn't a plot point anymore. They're just kind of like, nobody cared and she got a better job. (laughs)
2: Right. I did love how she was here for like a hot second and now they're setting her up to like leave.
0: Yeah. I was just like, oh, I thought we were actually going to talk about race in the show and make that a plot point. But no, nope. That was just, who knows? Who knows? I mean, also.
2: Yeah. That was her
0: whole moment. Her whole moment. And I feel like between every season, they just sometimes are like, guys, I don't know what to do with it. Can we just jump ahead two years in time so we don't have to deal with this anymore?
2: (laughs) They do love a time jump, (laughs) a convenient time jump.
0: They love a convenient time (laughs) jump. So I think we're probably just going to jump ahead five years and they're like, Bradley's out of prison and she's back on the morning news. Right,
2: right. (laughs) I was, yeah, the pull from the news part, I I was reading an an interview with the showrunner and she said the going to space bit was pulled from real life.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I remember that Michael Strahan went to space because he was doing the morning show stuff. But I don't, I, for me, I, I would guess I was more like, well, that's my, he's more than just a news anchor. <laughs>
2: he's more than just the third hour of Good Morning America. Of thir- yeah,
0: you know, I, we all loved Michael Strahan when he was an athlete and did uh, sports. And <laughs> so you send him to space. Of course. But yeah, and I love that apparently Americans would just be like, watching this like in the show like everyone is glued to their tv like oh my gosh a news anchor going to space and i mean first of all they're just like going to orbit it's just like those rich people orbit rockets (laughs) It's a little like okay yeah space like please we're over here watching for all mankind where they're putting people on mars like come on up your tv game
3: Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000.
1: And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast.
3: Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. TV
2: I say.
0: So we we got some more TV news this week. Uh, heartbreaking television news from Netflix. They canceled seven shows, seven, oh God. and only brought back one.
2: Netflix loves to cancel a show.
0: They love to cancel a show. And yesterday they said, we are canceling so, so many of them. They did renew Unstable. That features Rob Lowe and his son. Uh, actually was a fan of the first season of that show. Didn't think we'd get it back. But they canceled Glamorous, Captain Fall, Shadow and yeah. Bone, and, like, three other shows that I'd never heard of in my life.
2: <laughs> Wait, they canceled Glamorous? Oh, my God. That's
0: what we need to discuss.
2: No! First of all, that show.
0: I thought I was the only person in the world who watched Glamorous. I'm not alone.
2: <laughs> no, I think literally no one has watched it.
0: <laughs> no one. And I try to describe it, and I'm like, it's like a queer Emily in Paris. It's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it's amazing. It's amazing. To me, it is Samantha's Sex and the City reboot. Like, to me, you that character is just Samantha. And instead of being with her friends in New York, she was like, I'm going to get into makeup and hang out with my young gay friends now. I'm done with those mm-hmm, ladies. Mm-hmm. So I treat Kim Cattrall's character here as though she is just Samantha.
2: Yeah, absolutely. She moved from PR to beauty and makeup and she's killing it.
0: She's killing it. What did you love about Glamorous? I'm just so shocked to find another person who watched it.
2: <laughs> it's me and my one friend. We talk about it. <laughs> um, I loved the the young queer character. I can't remember the character's name. Yeah. But they were such a they're such a joy, such a delight. And I I really was looking forward to like they were playing with the relationships that they were exploring and like kind of finding themselves in that kind of earnest YA uh, yeah. show you
0: know and it ends on this beautiful note where the main character realized it realizes they might be trans and i was mm-hmm. like oh i can't wait to watch this journey in the next season i can't wait to see like how samantha responds to this i and instead we don't get anything they canceled it which can't say i'm shocked uh looking at the viewing numbers it was not really watched <laughs> Uh, people I just
2: didn't hear about it. If you I, were yeah, to it, tell me Samantha's like part two, I'm in. I'm, I'm in.
0: But it really was not promoted that much. Uh, I do think it came out like a month maybe before the actor strike uh, and during the writer strike. So I'm sure there were just so many issues of people who like couldn't promote it. But then also still Netflix just does not do a good job promoting their shows. Like I mm-hmm, had to mm-hmm. dig to find this and I was just like how come you aren't just putting it on my front page? You know I want to watch a gay person in New York play with makeup. Like come on, you right. know I'm the
2: target demographic for this. <laughs>
0: Tar- yeah. So I'm absolutely heartbroken that it was canceled, but but you know mm-hmm. what this means. Kim Cattrall She's available. She's free.
2: Yes, yes. Put her in all the things,
0: and maybe put her in *Sex and the City* reboot, and just like that, we oh, did I get don't a little. About that. We got a little taste at the <laughs> end of last season when she graciously gave them a cameo that she filmed in another state <laughs> alone <laughs> yeah. on a soundbox because she would not be with any of the crew.
2: <laughs> Which I get. I stand <laughs>
0: true. I am. I'm fully on her side here. I am, and I loved her part of the cameo. It it Mm was it very clear they stitched this together and tried to make it sound like a conversation between two Mm -hmm. people who are actually touch talking to each other. Yeah, but it worked for me. And yeah. I want more of Samantha and in, in Just Like That. I miss her so much. Yes. I need her back in that universe. Even if she's not friends with Carrie, can't she just kind of right. like, can't, can't she be friends with Charlotte on the side or something? Can't she just kind of be there and maybe they mm-hmm. slowly repair this friendship? I don't, but I, I kind of want her back.
2: Oh, absolutely. I was so starved for Samantha that that like tiny little moment actually did something for me. Yes. It was actually nourishing. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I truly was like, Oh, there she is. And I mean, even though her call made no sense, she was oh, like oh, I was, <laughs> She was like, Oh, I was on my way to the airport so I could come to your dinner to say goodbye to your apartment. Then I realized I'll miss my flight. So instead of just getting on the next one, never mind. I'm just not Right. Coming.
2: It was just like a logistical call and I it was confusing.
0: Yeah, I also love that apparently she was like, I will get on a plane to come to a dinner to say bye to your apartment, but I will not get on a plane to go to your husband's funeral. <laughs> Oh yeah, for fuck that guy. I will send flowers. But fuck big, I don't need to be there for that. But yes. oh, the, you're saying bye to the apartment. I've got to come through.
2: <laughs> I really wish they hadn't um, announced that, that she'd be on the show so early in the season, like in the in the trades or whatever. Yeah. I wish I had, that would could have been a genuine surprise,
0: right. That would have been really nice, but instead, I think they announced it probably like after the second or third episode came out. So the, after that you just kept being like, "Is this gonna be the one with Sam? Is this gonna oh, be right. the one with Sam is this? <laughs> Which i I mean, I love and just like that, and we're gonna talk about it some more. But I do love the show. I will watch it for twenty seasons, and I hope at some <laughs> point Kim Catrell is like, "I do need a paycheck and she comes through.
1: <laughs>
2: I do wish that for us, but I also <laughs> wish peace for her. <laughs>
0: true, true. And it does not seem like Sarah Jessica Parker is in a more mature place. I do feel like I, I'm not getting that. I'm not getting that growth. Uh,
2: yeah, I can't speak to their dynamic, but, you know, obviously it's not great. It's not yeah. great.
0: <laughs> it's not great. Oh, uh, I mean, We're going to get into the watch list. The people want to know, Heaven, what what TV are you watching? What are you getting into?
2: Ooh, okay. So I just finished uh, Selling Sunset. The reunion just happened. Uh, <laughs> How uh, did you feel?
0: <laughs> I loved this season. I did not think I would like it. You know, I was a little disappointed with last season, which was our first without Christine. So this one, I was mm-hmm. like, it'll probably just continue to be boring. They don't have a solid villain. What are we even going to do here? And... I loved how they tried so hard to make Christine, the, or not Christine, uh, Chrishell, the villain this season. Mm-hmm, <laughs> Every mm-hmm. person tries so hard to make Chrishell the villain. And Chrishell is just like, I'm a mature adult and I will not do this.
2: <laughs> right. The whole time she's always like, I just, I have boundaries, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> She's like I'm sorry I don't understand why I have to share uh, like a house with my boss and his new girlfriend and co-workers on a vacation trip that just seems unhealthy and everyone's like she is the biggest villain in the world
2: <laughs> Yes.
0: <laughs> but then in reality like I did think Amanza was kind of the villain for me this season she was mm. so clearly trying to start drama with everyone mm. misrepresenting what people said but also Mary Lou, Jason's like underage child bride girlfriend, who, yeah. <laughs> who apparently didn't know how reality shows work.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, and, I feel like in the reunion they could have uh, run the tape back for her, right? I was like, I you like did it in the show, her. yeah.
0: Run the montage of yeah. Cruchel being nice to her and being like, "Oh, how's your day? How you doing?" Because mm-hmm. she was always so nice. And when Mary Lou goes, "Well, Cruchelle threatened me," that's when I was just like, "Wait, what?" When did she threaten you? There are videotapes <laughs> everywhere, cameras. What? When did she threaten you, girl? What? You're making things up.
2: Yeah, I was surprised they brought her up and didn't... Like, why even bring her on for the reunion? She's right? no longer dating Jason, whatever. And yeah. then all that to not press her on things she says.
0: She said. It's like, what... Did she only agree to go if you guys would be super nice to her? Because... Right. I wanted to push. I wanted to be like, so, girl, when you was lying... Why'd you do that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what was your favorite story from this season?
2: Hmm. hmm. I mean, Kreshel is a winner. She really won this season. I feel like she did. The. I really enjoyed the scene with Mary Lou, or what is her name? I think it's with Mary Lou. Susie Lou. I don't know. <laughs>
0: I'm pretty sure it's it's Mary Lou, but it's spelled like Marie Lou.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I thought that was great.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Mary Lou Nurk is her name.
2: Okay. Okay. That was just such a clear like the villain of this season is Chriselle having boundaries and being like, why do I have to like your ex or your current girlfriend? Your yeah.
0: Which and can we also just talk about how toxic it is that Jason has dated pretty much every woman who works there?
2: Uh yeah, when at the reunion he was like revealed he's also been with Amanza.
0: Yes, which I feel like was really clear. Like I feel like um Am- Am- Amanza has been putting that vibe out there since she mm-hmm. joined the show. Because she was telling that one story this season where she's like, oh, yeah, there was a little bit of time when I was staying with Jason. And in the mornings, he right. would just get up completely naked and like go outside. And I was just like, why did he feel comfortable walking <laughs> around you naked if you were his employee?
2: <laughs> she said he would go outside and powder his balls.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I know I... I don't even, I've never had someone I'm dating even do that in front of me. <laughs> so I was like, clearly they have more of a history than I think she wants to let on. And I also yeah. think that is part of like what her issue with Chriselle was. I think they all kind of realized actually Jason did truly, truly like Chriselle and mm. more than he liked any of the other girls. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You could see it in his eyes, honestly. Yeah.
0: Anytime she walks in the room, Jason is like, there she is. Oh, and even Mary Lou <laughs> could see it.
2: Mm, yeah, that's why she felt so pressed.
0: Yeah. The other big drama of the season uh was between Chelsea and Brie. Uh Brie is oh, Nick yeah. Cannon's, I don't know, third or fourth baby mama. Uh, she joined this show last season. Over this season, <laughs> she's basically told she's pretty bad at her job.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah so awkward (laughs) yeah they have
0: like a whole meeting where he's just like so brie uh i'm gonna give you this like tiny shitty house to sell because it should be easy (laughs) (laughs) but like you're kind of bad at this i guess because you haven't sold anything so maybe do your job and she gets offended by that and starts going actually the issue isn't me the issue is that i don't get enough of a commission split and i don't even want to work here in the first place and on top of that chelsea is trying to Build a bridge to forgiveness, or at least like them being chill with each other after she spent the previous season uh, insulting Bree's entire family.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right? She's uh, yeah. and
0: yeah, family, way of life, everything. And then this season, she just tries to be like, "Yes, I said all of that, and yes, I still believe in it, and I mean every word <laughs> right. I said. But can you just let it go, and can we be friends now?
2: <laughs> yeah, I kind of admired that
0: <laughs> to be I, like, yes.
2: I talked shit about you before and I still believe you're, you ain't shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) shit. But you know, girl, like we can be friends. I don't need to like all my friends and their baby daddies. And Brie seems to, like, go with it for a little bit. Honestly, for exactly three hours, (laughs) (laughs) Brie and Chelsea are friends. And then Chelsea brings around this girl who I don't don't even know her name, but she's also a real estate agent. And she just was, like, also hanging out in Cabo. Chelsea starts bringing her around and it comes out that this girl and Brie had been kind of friends or at least, like, they followed each other on social. And Brie had asked this girl to take workout classes with her. And that girl, like... Was very in a, I didn't think she came on too strong. I thought her vibe was definitely, we know of each other. Hey, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and Bree's like, she's a fucking stalker. She's obsessed with me. (laughs) She's wants to basically be me. And everyone's like, really? Because she just seems like a nice girl who was nice to you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't buying Bree's like, oh, she's obsessed with me. Yes. She's just a girl that's being friendly.
0: Anything else you loved from the Selling Sunset reunion, the season?
2: Hmm. I thought I wouldn't. Care for the selling OC random uh, aside that they gave us, but I was like, yeah. "Ooh, something's going on there. I'm actually intrigued."
0: I haven't started selling OC, and that clip did kind of make me go, "Like, okay, I could watch this." And during when they had that dinner during the season, where some of the selling OC people came, and Amonza was so mean to that one girl for no reason. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like, like the girl was truly just like I'm just really grateful for the invitation to be here and I can't wait to see what the O group does. And Amanza's like this stupid bitch. Oh my.
2: In <laughs> her fashion Nova knockoff or whatever. <laughs>
0: right? I'm like, why are you being so mean? I don't think the selling OC people make as much money as y'all. I don't know, but like chill out
2: she is that uh that woman is a chaotic figure though so i kind of get what where the energy's Ooh. coming from <laughs> you
0: okay okay see i need to die yeah i gotta get into selling oc so i can actually she's get
2: she's a drama. lot she's a lot
0: the new episode so season 4 just started i rewatched seasons 1 through 3 to prep for 4 uh, look for all mankind do you watch for all mankind i
2: don't tell me more about the show
0: so it's supposed to be originally people felt like it was mad men but set at nasa in an alternate history and mm. the first season i will say is is that it's really good it's it's strong it looks at the lives of these astronauts Uh, and obviously this is still when space travel is dangerous. So every time you're like, oh no, is the rocket going to explode? Like, are they going to make it? What's going to happen? Uh, and it it was great. And then over time it has become more of just a soap opera where sometimes space things happen. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Yeah. It's, it is so it actually reminds me more now of Homeland. Like, I don't understand why critics, like, praised this show and said it was the next Mad Men when it is truly more like a Showtime show that has gone off the rails past season <laughs> one. Like, now at this point, there's, like, a, a mother character who hooks up with her son's best friend her dead son's best friend when he is of age he's like 19 but it's still this creepy moment of like that he's literally the age of your dead son like why are you doing this oh lord which like starts a whole chain of things where that guy like tries to kill her husband in space because they're both astronauts it's and i'm just like the biggest thing in this other alternate universe is that obviously people who live there in this america are like hey it's stupid that we're spending so much money to go to the moon and to build a thing on Mars. So we can like find water there when there are people on this planet who are starving and okay. we have wars and we need to fund schools. Sure, Sure. Sure. And I'm like, if I lived in this, that would be me. I would be like, guys, I don't care about <laughs> Mars. Like there's people here, but in the show, everyone is just like, that is so stupid. That's the dumbest thing you could say. The most important thing in the world <laughs> is space travel. And I'm in space and, and, But at no point does the show ever like tell you what is so important about what they're doing in space. (laughs)
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are the stakes here?
0: Exactly. So, you know, is it worth watching if you enjoyed the first season, that might be all you need to watch Uh, the current. Yeah. The current season, there's also this clear thing now where they have favorites in the cast and characters. They don't want to kill season one. It was like anybody could die. Who knows? And now (laughs) they are introducing new characters in a way that lets you know like oh that person's being introduced cuz they're going to die. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like we need bodies that we can kill that aren't the main characters. So let's just like throw in some new people and okay.
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. I think I'm going to check this out.
0: I w- it's worth watching the first season. Uh, after that, you know, if you if you like a a soap, it is it, it's good for that. I love a soap. Okay, then yeah, yeah, then it's (laughs) worth it. But if you were like, oh, this seems like an in-depth, interesting drama about the, you know, dangers of space and politics. It is not that. It is not.
2: Okay, Okay, good. I want the soapy version.
0: (laughs) What else is on your watch list?
2: I've been watching a lot of Suits, of course, like all of Uh, America.
0: (laughs) All of America. We joined together to rewatch Suits.
2: (laughs) I watched Sex Education, finished that up
0: oh yes the final season the final season what did you, you think watched- i i also finished that one up
2: it the fourth season is so different from the rest because they're like in a different high school and like you know i'm just like oh no change i don't yeah. know change <laughs> And I,
0: something like 70 percent of the original cast could not come back to the show
2: <laughs> yeah that, that felt so odd it, it it felt odd to me and i love the characters so much i love the show so i was like oh i'm 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 going to ride to the end of course and I love um Shuti Gatswan is that how you pronounce his oh, name Oh yeah oh absolutely love him He's
0: such a him. star Absolute star and I thought the focus on him this last season was really my favorite mm-hmm.
2: part mm-hmm. It saved it for me
0: Yeah it also felt a little disconnected from earlier seasons because it, like he was like all of a sudden I'm in this like new school with queer people and I can be queer and go out and do stuff like this and it was like, do you not remember when you went back home and you went to a gay club? And
2: <laughs> right. And all it, of this happened. A, so, he at one point said like, this is my first kind of like big queer party. And it's like, D- you already did this.
0: Yeah. And it's like, okay, I'm not going to take away your first, however you define it. But it's not.
2: Right, <laughs> like we, right. We watched. It felt a little inconsistent for sure. Yeah. But he's such a star. I was like, I was pleased with the way that it ended, even if everything didn't come together for me.
0: Yeah. Did you want, uh, oh God, Otis? Odie, o- <laughs> Otis. Uh, Otis? Yeah. Did you want him to end up with, with either of, of his his choices, his two little lady loves?
2: Not really, to be honest.
0: Right? I yeah. was like, he doesn't deserve a girlfriend. He no.
2: doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. And he was such a bad friend this season
0: bad friend, a bad son, horrible mm-hmm. son. I'm like, your mother is <laughs> dealing with postpartum depression. She's having issues with like the baby and you don't even care. <laughs> uh,
2: yes. Uh, yeah, I was like, whatever. If he doesn't end up with anyone, that's good by me.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what he deserves. And I know Maeve, that character, her, the actor who plays her was filming other things so she could only come be a part of some of the episodes. But I thought mm-hmm. they did a good job of like, getting her into the program in America. Yeah. where yeah. We got a wonderful performance by Dan Levy, where he is yes. an asshole professor.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that was delightful.
0: I absolutely love that plot. That made it all worth it for me. Him just like <laughs> looking at these students and being like, you're shit.
2: <laughs> yeah. Classic writer struggle though, you know? Yeah. Someone's got to tell you it, even if it's yourself.
0: I feel like he's still trying to make an image that's different from like shitt's Creek nice person right because <laughs> between that character and the idol I'm just like you're you're course correcting too hard like you don't need to be the <laughs> worst in the guy and everything <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah sex education it wrapped up I yeah I agree it did it did a pretty solid job solid mm-hmm. job there
2: mm-hmm. it did introduce new characters that I like I just wasn't this that just wasn't what I was wanting from the show. it felt like they were set yeah. up like a spin-off or something
0: exactly and it's like if they these characters had been introduced the season before I could have Mm -hmm. been invested but knowing Mm -hmm. well this is the final season you're just bringing these people in because you have holes to fill in the cast yeah and they had interesting stories I loved the like group of popular kids yeah uh, who (laughs) they like
2: kids in the school are like the queerest funnest like liberal politically involved
0: <laughs> yeah like in any american high school show they would be like the outcast and like loser nerds and in the yes, show it's like absolutely. they actually run the school and they're the coolest
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a fun little reversal
0: so you know yeah they're they're doing a good job over there i'm gonna miss that show I- and yeah, I guess probably Netflix would have canceled it anyway, since they canceled <laughs> so many things.
2: Yes, uh, we got uh, four seasons. We got to be grateful for that. Yeah.
0: And on Netflix, you have to be grateful for four Absolutely. seasons. It truly is like, what? Whoa, okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you blink and your show is gone.
0: Ah, uh, yes.
2: Uh, another show that's coming up that I'm excited about is Elspeth, the good wife cinematic universe new show (laughs) yes with the plucky redhead carrie preston as the detective that we or not detective the lawyer that we love yes back she's starring we love it
0: (laughs) i am so excited for this because they did announce they aren't going to do the other good wife uh and then obviously we had the good fight there's just so much in the good wife universe to work with yes that i am so so excited uh I don't even know. I think they've announced a premiere date, have they?
2: They they just did. It's mid-February, I believe.
0: Uh, I will be right there watching. Uh, I'm
2: seated. I am seated. <laughs> and I saw Carrie Preston a lot on the picket line, which made me so happy. Uh, she's a real one, yo.
0: She's a real one. I feel like the all of the Good Wife people were out there. I saw mm-hmm. so... And I was just like, you you guys would be. You would. Yeah. You yeah, get it. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I'm excited for that one. Uh, I have been watching the Frasier reboot on, uh, which is Paramount Plus, which is also CBS, I guess.
2: Tell me more. I'm not a Frasier girl. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: the sh- I would say the show isn't a Frasier girl. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like they did a Frasier reboot and they were like, let's not hire anyone who was involved or knew of the original Frasier or liked it or even won't thinks it's a good thing. Let's just do a completely different kind of sitcom I where see. Fraser lives in Boston now with his son. And it's it's the one that's made me go, "Okay, we need to stop with these reboots. We need to stop doing this. <laughs> We've got to stop." Come on.
2: Which has been your best in your opinion, best reboot?
0: Ooh. Ooh, that's a good question. Ooh, I Huh. I mean, I would go Sex in the City reboot is the best one.
2: I feel like it's the best one if you don't think of it as a reboot, <laughs> as just a okay, separate yes. show. <laughs> it's a, it is a separate show.
0: And I just am, it, like it has no connection to the earlier show. And then I'm like, the this is a perfect thing. Just
2: have the same names. That's it. <laughs> That's how they're connected. <laughs>
0: yes, that. Yeah. And then it's 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 perfect. Best thing I've ever watched. Uh I honestly I can't think of any that I think does a really good job of staying true to the original. Mm-hmm. I guess I would say the Night Court reboot. <laughs> if oh, anyone, I
2: didn't, I didn't see that.
0: Oh, it, it's on CBS, so nobody did uh, except <laughs> for me. Do you have any that you think do a good job? I, have... I got
2: nothing. Sex and yeah. the City is the only one I'm watching.
0: Yeah, I didn't.
2: I didn't see the Gossip Girl one. I, I meant to do that.
0: I tried that one and. There was debate, like, is that a remake or a reboot? It is a reboot because okay. characters from the original Gossip Girl exist within the universe of the new one. So it is a reboot. Uh, but I it that one was bad. It was it just made no sense. Okay. Okay. It was like someone had the idea, well, what if this time the teachers are Gossip Girl? <laughs>
2: That's oh, the whole premise. That was going on.
0: <laughs> the whole premise is just like, but what if this time the teachers are Gossip Girl? And about two episodes in, you're like, oh, that's fucked up. The teachers can't be Gossip Girl. That's yeah. not that what teachers do. That's not- <laughs> these are horrible teachers who should all lose their jobs.
2: Yeah, that's an untenable premise.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you watch that whole like first season and it's like, wait, why would the teacher stalk these two students and take pictures of them and think this is a normal and good thing oh, to no. do? Oh, no they tried they tried over there
2: <laughs> oh i did watch the arrested development reboot way oh, back yeah. in the day
0: that was terrible. yeah that i that was bad and that yeah. one was so confusing because they did like an arrested development movie on netflix or something and then they did like the reboot season But none of the actors could actually like film together. So you notice like, oh, how come Lindsay hasn't been in like three of the episodes or.
2: (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) They do like a.
0: Yeah, they did like a crowd scene where you could definitely tell they used a stunt double to like stand in as Lindsay and make it look like the whole family was there. It just that's the thing about reboots. The timing has to be right. Like your Mm -hmm. whole cast has to be together. It has to be very. Yeah, guys, I think now is the time. Let's do this. Yeah. Any reboots you'd like to see.
2: Ooh, hmm. I don't know. I definitely always feel like let's just leave it in the past. <laughs> we right. had a good run.
0: <laughs> we had a good run. Let's just, uh, you know, unless you're doing the Sex and the City formula where you make it seem like a completely different show. Exactly. There's no exactly. There's no need. Ah,
2: uh, maybe six feet under.
0: Ooh, that could be a good one.
2: I don't know but yeah no I don't know still I'm like the the ending of that one is so
0: definitive yeah Yeah. that it's just it would have to be like yeah it would have to be like (laughs) we like look at you know uh, what's what's the dot Claire her kids or something and then it would just be like "Mm."
2: nah nah I take it back
0: yeah, yeah, nothing's beaten that <laughs> finale with the Breathe Me by Sia playing. Oh, yes, oh, are you kidding me? I still sob anytime I watch that.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe I should rewatch that again.
0: It's, it's a good rewatch. It's a good holiday rewatch.
2: A holiday rewatch. Ooh, getting real emotional.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I I like an emotional holiday holiday rewatch where I'm like, I know the beats. I know when I can kind of close my eyes and fall mm-hmm. asleep a bit during it. But if I when I wake up, I'm not going to miss anything.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, The Crown is another good one for that. And they just released part one of the final season of The Crown. It's getting terrible reviews. It is (laughs) getting... Apparently, this... Obviously, this final season, it deals mostly with uh, Princess Diana's death, the aftermath, and they made the choice to use a ghost Princess Diana who talks to people.
2: Whoa, I did not know that's what was happening.
0: Yeah. Uh, this used to be Netflix's prestige show everyone was like this is (laughs) their (laughs) their golden big show and now people are like this is a royal soap opera with ghosts
2: (laughs) I kind of love that maybe I should start watching
0: (laughs) yeah the first few seasons are amazing and I did love them the last one that starts to focus on Princess Diana and like the divorce I it was so boring I had to give up it's I, I just didn't care. At that point, it's like I was alive for this and you can't make me think like Prince Charles is this esoteric, like hidden royal figure when I'm like, no, we all remember when he said he wanted to be a tampon. <laughs> like it's it's not the same.
2: <laughs> do, you, do you find yourself giving up on shows a lot?
0: No. I it feel, takes a yeah. lot. Yeah. It It takes takes a lot lot for me to give up on a show. I still watch Grey's Anatomy, which.
2: Oh, we still in this bitch, okay? Gang, gang. (sighs) Did you
0: see? Did you see they announced yesterday that they have started readings for the next season? Grey's Anatomy will be back in February, baby. We are so back.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We are so back. (laughs)
0: season 20 I don't care if it's a whole new cast of interns and doctors (laughs) where they're like oh yeah how about we we've lost all of the greys there are no more greys in Grey's Anatomy (laughs) right but we can bring in Derek's nephew
2: (laughs) sure sure
0: sure why not why not
2: yeah I feel I feel weirdly loyal to that show but I do tend in general to not give up on shows
0: yeah i don't give up on shows so if i do give up it's like that got really bad it was Mm -hmm. unwatchable but i mean i did every season of shameless oh nice yeah i I feel like it's a lot of the showtime shows they really don't know (laughs) when to end their shows oh
2: i gave up on dexter that was one
0: i gave up on dexter i did try to watch the dexter reboot and could not get into it oh yeah they It's a Dexter reboot, and I guess, like, Dexter's son is killing people now or something. (laughs) I don't know. It runs in the family. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, baby Dexter's a murderer now, but will Dexter kill baby Dexter to stop murders? I don't know. Oh,
2: whoa. Okay. Yeah. That's a premise.
0: Yeah, it's a premise. Uh, Obviously, we didn't get more seasons of that one, I don't think, so... (laughs) It's always hard to know with like the CBS Paramount shows. I just feel like they throw them out there sometimes and then you open the app and it's like, oh, there's that. Okay.
2: Yeah, there's too much stuff. Too
0: there's much too stuff. much. Uh, we also on Prime Video had some some seasons end. Uh upload just ended what will probably be its series finale. It's the fourth season. Doesn't seem likely that Amazon's going to renew it because nobody watches it except for me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tell me more.
0: Uh, upload is about a world where people don't really die, uh, because you have the ability to upload your mind and personality, uh, to the cloud, the internet. And so instead of when people, you know, get so sick that it's clear they're going to die, instead they upload themselves, uh, when people die in emergency or like accidents and instead of, uh, you know, being in a coma or something, the family will be like, let's just upload them. And functionally, it is sort of the same as still being alive. Like people can call you, Mm -hmm. you exist in, (laughs) and then it becomes very much about like capitalism and how this would work in America. Like you choose a, basically like a retirement home where you want to be uploaded and Lakeview is the super expensive one for rich people. Uh, And then they have worse ones for people who are poor. Sure. (laughs) Until you get to like this thing called freemium where you like only are given a gig of data. Oh, God. Uh, You like can't access all your memories unless you pay more money. You can't like talk to your friends back on Earth unless you pay more. They send you money. And it's basically like a struggle of all of these uploads trying to survive because they actually do need money even though they're uploaded.
2: Oh, man, that's grim.
0: Yeah, it is. It's pretty grim and sometimes funny. I think it does a great job of satirizing, you know, capitalism and how this kind of death would work in America. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So check out Upload. Maybe if everybody watches it now, we'll get more, you know. But they also uh, still have Invincible going and they announced that uh, the boys will be returning to, to Prime Video next year. So they got enough over there
2: yeah there's so much stuff i need to catch up on i keep hearing about the boys
0: oh the boys is great i i love the boys i hate superhero movies i'm tired of superhero shows i'm not i I gave up on season two of loki but the boys oh i the superhero it is the show and they just did a spin-off gen v which also just had Mm -hmm. its finale a few weeks ago both of them incredible It's, it's so so good
2: Okay, let me move that up on the list.
0: Yeah, move those up on the list. You got to get into the boys. Definitely start with the boys and then Gen V.
2: Okay, okay.
0: Are you happy that the late night shows are back?
2: Oh, absolutely. I'm excited they're back. I am excited for After Midnight to check out what that's going to be.
0: Same. I am really excited to see what they do with After Midnight, especially since you know at midnight was very twitter based yeah exactly. Uh, and i can't say twitter has the same relevance in the world now uh it's not even called twitter anymore
2: (laughs) (laughs) right right
0: so i i don't think they'll still really focus on the twitter aspect of Mm -hmm. it but i am excited that we actually have a woman in late night now
2: hell yeah
0: ah they they finally did it
2: um i'm excited for that i feel like th- there's just not that many late night shows anymore so i'm also excited to see who hosts the daily show
0: yeah yeah they are still doing trial runs of different hosts they had sarah silverman come in for a bit uh they had dezus come in for a bit yeah, i think yeah. i think so, right yeah or was that
2: no yeah it was dezus yeah that was the dj that the, the dj envy week
0: <laughs> oh yes yeah oh. <laughs> Uh, the D- Oh, my God. The, I, I need to go watch those because I saw some of the clips of him talking about DJ Envy, and I was like, I need to sit down and watch all these episodes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, w- it was very, yeah. It felt like yeah. the stars aligned for that moment.
0: But, you know, the only reason they have to find a new host is because they fumbled the ball so badly with Roy Wood Jr. I will right? say
2: that. Justice for Roy. We all know it. We all know yeah. he should be the host.
0: He should be the host, and we all know he's just going to go on to bigger, better things. But right. Daily Show, he- you, you drop the ball.
2: He's like the number, like the best stand up in America right now. Yeah. I'll say, yeah.
0: I'll I'll say, say yeah. And I'll absolutely <laughs> agree. The best has been the best in the game. And one of the best anchors they had on the Daily Show. And he mm-hmm. just left the whole show. He truly was like, if I'm not going to host, I don't even need to be here wasting my time. Absolutely respect that move.
2: Absolutely. Know your
0: worth. Yeah. He knows his worth. King.
2: <laughs> yes, King. <laughs> he just did the correspondence dinner. Like he has the political right? acumen. He's sharp. He's what are we sharp. doing here
0: folks what are we doing what are we doing tv get it together see i'm always saying i need to just be in charge of all the tv decisions <laughs> exactly because they, they don't know what they're doing out there <laughs>
2: <laughs> i trust you with these decisions
0: <laughs> and it, yeah if you if i was in charge of netflix we would have 10 more seasons of glamorous
2: Ah, uh, yes we deserve <sighs> Which is
0: truly truly what it deserved uh it's just r.i.p to a really good show
2: I feel like if you let it cook a little, we could get even more of the Samantha, because I do think she was, Kim Cattrall was a little reserved in this role. Yes. I was like, just lean into it, girl. We know. Lean in. We know you're great at it. You know, it's so fun.
0: Yeah, oh, it was so good. And now we wait to hear about the next batch of Netflix cancellations, uh, <laughs> Survival of the Thickest. We are still waiting to hear oh, what's going right. to happen. That was
2: fun. I really enjoyed that.
0: I loved that show. It was so cute and fun. I like Glamorous and Survival of the Thickest. That was like a beautiful back to back for me. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was Absolutely. just like these two shows, same universe, so much fun. I I hope we get more Survival of the Thickest, but it's Netflix. Uh. <laughs> they need every dollar they can to de-age the Stranger Things children so they can look oh 13 God. again. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: the whole budget. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
0: all they, that's all they care about over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, well, that, that's all of my watch list too. Listeners, I'm going to gonna give you some homework now. Some things you might want to check out that, that are debuting. Some other finales we have coming up. Uh, obviously, Below Deck Mediterranean... We're still going strong. We are still going <laughs> strong on below deck med. And it looks like Captain Sandy is about to go full evil soon. And you know how I feel. She is my captain, my captain. I love her. I don't think <laughs> she does anything wrong. But it looks like she's about to make a big mistake with her chef and it's going to make me angry. So you might all have finally convinced me to join Team Hate Captain Sandy because if she does what I think she's about to do, we're gonna have issues, so make sure you're caught up on below deck Mediterranean. <laughs> <laughs> obviously we still have ninety day fiance going every week. There is still ninety day fiance the main one uh ninety day the other way is still going, and then we have the family Chantal, which is in its final season since Pedro and Chantal finally got divorced so we're 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 going ninety day heads we We have so much content every week still. <laughs> And then, like I said, for all mankind, the new season, season four, is running weekly. Uh, we are two episodes in now, so we'll be we'll be talking more about that as I f- continue to watch the fourth season and see if I like it. Even though it seems very silly so far, and like they are just introducing a bunch of characters so they can kill them on Mars, uh, I will pretend that's not what's going to happen, and maybe this will be a good season. And then there are just like a bunch of documentaries that I that I need you to watch that I am going to be doing a deep dive on the newsletter about. The Escaping Twin Flames cult doc on Netflix just came out. Uh, it is all about the Twin Flames universe cult. There was another documentary about that cult on Amazon. This They, had, they needed two documentaries to cover everything this, this cult did. And both of them are worth watching. They cover different stories. So watching them both, you're going to have the best time. <laughs> the other documentary that I think you should watch is on Netflix. Uh, It is called The Mystery of the Ghost Train Fire. And it's about this fire that happened in Australia in the 70s at an amusement park on this ride called the Ghost Train. So would recommend that one. Uh, And then there is Love Has Won, The Cult of Mother God. This just came out on HBO. It is a wonderful cult cult doc uh, from one of my favorite cults, uh, the cult of mother God. It is about the life and death of Amy Carlson, uh, who was like the self-proclaimed spiritual savior who mostly did her cult online and through like live streaming sessions and stuff. So that's a three part documentary that is coming out weekly. There you go. That's your homework. Heaven. I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for sharing with the people, what you're watching, getting them into the good, good shows Where can the people follow you?
2: Yes. Thank you for having me Um, at Heaven Negatu on all the platforms. That's H-E-B-E-N-N-I-G-A-T-U. The B is a classic immigration typo. It should be heaven, but it is what it is. (laughs) <laughs> Once you come to America and you get a green card, you don't ask follow-up questions. Yep. It's, it's, it's like, yeah. that's my name now.
0: <laughs> that's the paperwork, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Listeners, you got your homework. You got so much TV to watch. I, You're going to want to do that during the holidays before all the shows come back in February. Everything's coming back. Grays, Abbott Elementary, we are going to be TV heavy. So use this time, use this quiet period to catch up on everything. Uh, if you want to do a drunk binge with me, uh, I will be doing Doing a drunk binge of The Crown, uh, the last season and the new one that just came out. You can follow that on the Patreon because I don't think it'll be interesting to anyone else. But I will be getting very drunk the week of Thanksgiving and sharing my thoughts uh, on the royal family as they are portrayed in a Netflix show. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening and we will be back next week with another episode. episode the episode tv i say with ashley ray is an earwolf production made by me ashley ray harris it's engineered by abby aguilar produced by anita flores executive produced by amelia chapelo and our original theme song is by rafia it means so much to me if you go rate review subscribe follow tv i say let us know what you think and tell your friends share with your golden girls tell your boys if you love my tv recommendations let everyone you know know for special tv club members join my patreon